You want to go ahead and talk? <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Word Bros Podcast. My name is Bob France. Hello. And I'm Kevin Cuff. How are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm trying to keep the intro a little lower key uh, this time around because we had some... Uh, We're going to play swanky music? We had feedback from uh, some listeners saying it sounded a bit too chaotic, so we're trying to make it a little more soothing for the oh. for the word bros intro. Trying to, yeah. trying to make it more smooth. Yeah, trying to make it, I don't know, smooth, but I guess I'm going soothing. I What I'll do is I'll make a new piece of production for it. If it's maybe it'll be like, you know, that... Uh, Maybe like loungy, some, like, some relaxation music, or like maybe like water trinkling down a hill, or why something. Why don't you do like Richard that. Cheese? Like that's you know. I hate Richard Cheese. No, I'm not doing it. Not a fan. <laughs> I hate Rich. I hate I hate Richard Cheese, and I hate that Dan Band guy. Like that Dan Band guy, I want to punch in the face. Which guy? The Dan Band. Do you remember that movie? Um, uh, old school. Yes. Do you know the band at the wedding? No, I don't remember. Okay, them. well, there was a band. They sang Total Eclipse of the Heart, and they were called the Dan Band. Okay. And based on the success of that film and their appearance in that film, they actually became like a touring act. And uh, when I was doing commercial radio, we had they were playing a local venue, and we had to interview them. And uh, the, the Dan of Dan Band was one of the most boring individuals I've ever met before in my whole life. But that's either here nor there. He was just... <laughs> incredibly dull for someone that we thought would be a really fun interview it was the exact opposite he was just like so yeah so that was he's like i'm dan yeah like great you're i had no idea you were a mute but anyway um (laughs) very exciting episode this week thank you for everyone who's been downloading the podcast thank you to everyone who's been sharing thank you to everyone who's been sharing it on social media uh the tweeters the facebooks all that stuff we really appreciate it because that's how the podcast will uh will grow, if you will. And you get our swanky word bro love. Yes, and this week we have a very special guest, uh, Christopher Sabella. He is, uh, we're going to talk to him about his new Kickstarter, Short Order Crooks, and a bunch of other stuff. I so, can't lie, I'm really excited about talking to him. Yeah, it was cool. Well, he was promoting his Kickstarter, and he was like, uh, he was on Twitter and just asking people, hey, I'm, I'm looking to do some interviews for my uh, Kickstarter. Who wants in? And I just kind of threw at him. I don't even think we recorded the first episode yet. We had just talked about doing the podcast. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yep, and I was like, hey, we got a pod. And he was like, cool, let's do it. So at that point, we were kind of under the gun to actually sit down and record this. And this is three episodes in. And so far, we've had on what? This would be four. This is is the fourth episode. Wow. Um, So, yeah, so we've had four episodes. Four episodes of Word Bros. And and for the most part, we've gotten good responses. Yeah, I'm not going to, you know what? I'm not going to break my arm, pat myself on the back, or you for that matter. But wow, we're really great at (laughs) this. 
I wouldn't go that far. But I would. I, would. I mean, I would. We have a lot of fun, so that's it, all that matters. And, that and is, I think people recognize that, that that we have a lot of fun together. Yeah, and we have our own kind of strange perspective on making comics and about the the grind that it is. And it's nice to hear. We already recorded the interview, but uh, uh, the the insights and the kind of advice and the perspective that you get from uh, Christopher Sabella is very refreshing to hear too, no matter where you are in your comic journey. If you're you know, starting out, banging out your first script, or you've been doing this for a really long time and you're just shooting pitches out to places and you're sitting at the comic book shop reading your own books on the shelves. So, you know, wherever you are, it's, it's a really great perspective. So it's very cool. We want to thank and even you. if, in, and even if you're a fan that wants to know how the sausage gets made. Yeah. Which sometimes I, sometimes I do, I don't recommend that. No, I mean, <laughs> it, it might ruin your experience of reading, yeah. them, but I mean, but it is, still, it is still pretty neat to hear how it gets made. And speaking of sausage, uh, we had a wonderful time at the Tidewater Comic Con over the weekend. What a fantastic show put on by uh, Mike Federale and his gang. The support that we got for our new book, Full Moon. It was amazing. I mean, it was great, man. Like, it was wonderful. Like, it was just... People came out in droves to support it. And, and I don't think, uh, honestly, it was for you or I. It was for the man of the hour, Alfredo Torres. Yeah, we're going to have him on the podcast, too. But, I mean, like, you know, I was telling my wife that Alfredo is kind of Mickey Mouse in that town anyway. Like he's the unofficial mascot of Virginia Beach and making a comic book about him, like loosely based on his appearance. It, it was just destined to succeed. And he was so great and he was so gracious and he was signing autographs and doing all that stuff. But it also helps that the book is good. Like if, we made, if we made a book about Alfredo or he was the main character and somebody picked it up and went like, oh, this art is fucking terrible. This writing sucks. They wouldn't buy it. The right. fact that it was all kind of in a nice package. It kind of went together. It all, yeah. it was, it was kismet. It yes. all like came together and, and then, and then people liked what we did yeah. with, with the book. And then, when when you pitch it like it's it's basically uh ghostbusters meets indiana jones yeah with a talking monkey i mean why not how can you beat that it's it's everything you want and more yes and it's 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 uh indiana jones in a hawaiian shirt with the ghostbusters and a talking monkey it's a really great book it was received very well. Uh, Monty was received very well. I sold out all of my trades, which was awesome. My was Ke- yeah, Kevin sold some Oathbound there. He didn't leave them there because people came by the next day and was like, hey, I wanted to. I only had two left. Well, I told- I mean, you know what? I, I could have sold both of them. I, saw, I, I showed up with 10. I left with two. That's good, man. I mean, really? so everybody was selling. And it was cool, too, because um, we got to run up with some people. We got to meet some people we never met. Uh, we haven't met before. I got to see a good friend of mine, uh, Sheila. I can't pronounce her last name. So Valari. she's Valari. She runs geek.com, which is a really great website. You should check that out. We're going to have her on the podcast as well. Uh, we met her lovely boyfriend, Ben McCool, who's some fancy British dude. He was um, very nice. He was. We're, we're probably going to have him on the podcast. Uh, we just got to, we, we, we had a lot of conversations. We met a lot of nice people. We, re- we reunited and it felt so good with a lot of people too it was a wonderful it was a wonderful show um federale well, thank you thank you virginia beach thank you mike federale i was getting there and you totally cut me off i did i did yes. it on purpose because yes. if i don't you'll keep talking well that's what i do federale did a wonderful job it was a great show the staff was courteous and helpful and wonderful and i kept running into uh jason muse all weekend in like the strangest places yes like i went to get coffee and jason muse it's like we were on 
the opposite ends of a cartoon loop. Do you know I, why? I was coming because he was right there. No, he was right next to our table. But like he was coming and going. As I was coming, he was going. It was very strange. You're like the Earth 2 Jason Mewes. Yes. I told him that. I said, we are like, like Bob, my friend Bob and I do a podcast and I'm like the not silent, silent Bob. And he's like, he's like Jay. So I was like, so like, yeah, like that, that you should come meet him because you guys have almost the same voice. Like the first time I heard the dude talk, I was like, that guy sounds like Jason Muse. Nah, man, we're just both dudes with gravelly voices, but it was cool. <laughs> like I just kept seeing him and I didn't say anything to him. Cause like I was getting coffee. I was leaving with coffee. He was getting coffee. I was coming back to my table from shopping. He was going to shop. It's weird. Cause if you guys combined, like it'd be like, you know, it would be bad. For I even like, saw oh. him going, like I was coming out of the bathroom. He was walking into the bathroom and we were on the reverse ends of a cartoon loop all weekend it was really weird well that's how i talked to him i was going to the bathroom he's like hey dude there's a line and i was like oh i wasn't trying to cut you guys he goes no nah, it's cool and i was like cool and i was standing there and he was talking to some other dude and then he's like he said something and then i was like yeah and he was like yeah and i was like that's crazy like i'm having a conversation with him we're all getting ready to go pee like this is just weird so. <laughs> <laughs> well you know the book everybody poops i'm sure you read yeah, that yeah I know. even jason muse pees yeah even Jay, we should. That should be the next book we write. Even Jason Muse pees. We we have to get his permission to use his likeness. But yeah, whatever. I'm sure we can. <laughs> I mean, if we pay him enough, I'm sure he'll do it. Um, but yeah, so we got a great show coming up. Uh, Christopher Sabell is going to be on. Uh, what a time! What a guy! What an interview! And I guess you can hear that now. All right, and our guest this week on the Word Bros podcast. You know him from his work at uh, Marvel and DC and his Image books and all kinds of stuff at Oni all over the place. But he is here to promote his Kickstarter for his book, Short Order Crooks. He is uh, world renowned. Everybody knows him. Everybody loves him. Ladies and gentlemen, Christopher. Sabella. Hey. So Chris, man, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Uh, pretty good. You know, been a uh, lazy day. I see that your Kickstarter is moving and grooving here. You're up to uh, what? I'm looking at it right now. You are at $12,688 with 13 days left. I'm not going to – I don't want to jinx you on this one, but I think you're going to get it. I think you got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm, it seems seems pretty good. I don't – yeah, I don't know. Like, this whole thing's been kind of a nightmare. Like, <laughs> That's how Kickstarter goes. So. Yeah, it's just like, you know, putting yourself out there for public scrutiny. Like, hey, look at me. Like, I might fail in front of all of you. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, what's the worst that can happen if you fail in front of everyone? I mean, honestly. I mean, uh, yeah, then I've failed. But, you know, I'm not really, you know, who, who amongst us is, is into public failure? Like, nobody is. So, so I'm yes. getting used to it. But so, yeah, it seems like we'll do okay. So, so and this is something that you're doing with the uh, the dudes from Two Headed Press. Tell me about that, man, because I saw you guys launched that last year at was it NYCC? Uh, no, it just happened that we launched it right before. Okay, okay. Yeah, tell tell us about that because that sounds like I mean you got a lot of really great creators on that. How did that brainchild come together? Well, well, before he starts telling you about that, maybe we should tell people who are who who's all part of Two Headed Press. Well, yeah, Chris can tell us that too. All right, okay, yeah. I'll hook you up. Um, so yeah, Two Headed Press is me, Ed Brisson, uh, Teeny Howard, Ryan Ferrier, uh, Fabian Wrangle Jr., and Kurt Piers, um, and we're all comic book writers uh and we decided basically to form a collective 
because we were had all been talking about crowdfunding books. So we, I don't know, uh, something inspired us to say like, hey, like if we marshal our forces together and like we put all our books out under this sort of imprint label, then it gives, one, it gives the book sort of a mark of quality is like, you know, hey, look, they've already, you know, this Two Headed Press has already had four things uh, successfully funded and have delivered. And, you know, I like these two books, so why don't I try these two books out? Um, so that was kind of the basic thinking of it. It is genius. It is genius. I mean, you guys are all great creators. I know Ryan. Uh, I've met Fabian once or twice. And, like, the hustle that all of you guys have is just, I mean, legendary, dude. It is legendary hustle. So, I mean, I think uh, I predict big things for you dudes, even though it's big, th big things have already kind of happening. So, my word is nothing. But, yeah, I'll, man. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey, any good graces that you can get, take, 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 yep. take. So, so for, for our audience that's not familiar – um, could you, could you name some of the things you've done before you did short order crooks? Yeah. Uh, so Promote your other work. <laughs> all right. So, uh, creator owned wise, I've done, uh, uh, two books at boom, one called welcome back, one called dead letters. Uh, I did a book that came out through dark horse called, uh, high crimes. Uh, and we got nominated for two Eisners for that. What? Uh, I know. Right. That's impressive. That's great. Yeah. We lost to sex criminals. Ah, but I mean, if you're going to lose, it's good to lose no. to sex criminals. Honestly, like when we put that book back out, like I want to put like lost 2014 uh, best new series lost to sex criminals. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. that's that within itself is a badge of honor. Yeah, like we're a runner up to sex criminals. Like I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, and r right now I'm doing a book at Oni called Heartthrob with Robert Wilson the fourth and Nick Filardi. Um, so, uh, and then I've done a bunch of other stuff I've done. I've written Escape from New York, uh, Captain Marvel, Fantastic Four. I did co-writing on those. Uh, Injustice Ground Zero. Um, uh, Suicide Squad, Most Wanted. So uh, how do you have time to do creator-owned stuff and start your own imprint when you're writing like almost every comic on the shelves every month? That's, that's <laughs> crazy, man. Because comics is, uh, it's, it's an illusion. Like, you know, like some of this stuff I, you know, wrote months and months ago. Some of it I wrote, you know, a year ago. Um, and some, you know, I'm going to write this weekend and they'll start becoming comics next week. So uh, it's, every publisher has different publishing schedules and, you know, different amounts of, lead time so you're always I don't know I'm always working on something because who know, I mean yeah uh, you don't know when this stuff is going to come out so you just have to like alright well I'm going to do as much of it as I can humanly do and still <laughs> enjoy the fruits of my labor so that's awesome so that's when, you, when you write so, so Bob, Bob and I are, are writers as well so what we do, we co-write. So most of the time, like we pass scripts back and forth. So when you co-write, what's your process like? How does that go? Does it depend on who you co-write with or uh, is there a specific process you like to follow? Um, no, not really. Like the times I've done it. So I just co-wrote an issue of Detective with James Tynan. Um, nice. So yeah, that was really, and it got, I got it really suddenly and it was due like less than a week later. Um, oh, damn. 
Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was yeah, but you know that's that's how you you know that's one way into the big two is you know you have to be there and you have I mean, it's like your your resume isn't just the book you turn in it's also everything you do around it so like if you're not crazy and you can like get ahead of deadlines much less just hit deadlines then you're fine um so uh uh sorry i totally it's okay man i'm still okay. impressed i'm still impressed that you wrote an epi- an issue of detective comics oh yeah yeah like that's um, that's fucking crazy so for yeah so for that one like james sent me uh basically like he broke it down in chunks like five page chunks he was like here's what happens in these five pages and in these and like here's what i think should happen and giving me some lines and stuff but basically left it a lot in my court so i just went off and wrote the whole thing according to this loose outline um and then then it got passed back to James and then, you know, uh, our editors had notes. So then I went back and rewrote according to everybody's notes and then did it again. Um, but, but like with, so you had eight people giving you notes on this book. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but you know, that's, that's one of the perks actually is like, I want, I want more, I mean, I want more like hands-on editorial. I want them to tell me like, listen, this doesn't work and here's why it doesn't work. Um, like even just like what other people I think would consider like tossed off notes for my detective issues were all like really useful to me. They were like, you know, this doesn't do anything. Like this is just a line that you put here. And I was like, no, that's fair. And like, so it pushes you to work harder. But like I've, I've also done co-writing where like on Captain Marvel, Kelly Sue and I sat down at uh, the dining room table together. And nice. We, like she had the main plot and then we broke it down sort of page by page. And, and then did, did a fraction walk by with the Eisner that he beat you for just like kissing on it and rubbing <laughs> like, it? Oh, like shouting to you being like, this, yeah. This was before that. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So, uh, but he do it now. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I wouldn't rule it out. Uh, Matt and I have known each other long enough that like you could do something like that, and it's like okay, that's fair. He seems like that kind of dude, like because he he just loves life, like have fun. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, like co-writing varies, but I mean, I usually try to. I find like I don't. Know, I've I've also done co-writing where it's like, hey, I'll write the first. 10 pages and you write the back 10 pages we've done that so yes <laughs> um and yeah i feel like you have to really trust the other person and really have worked with them for a bit for that to work on, on stuff like this where you know i can all come together really fast and you don't have a chance to to work tightly together then you know you, you basically i think that's the way it works in the big two stuff is basically like here here's everything that i thought of you go write it and then i'll point out like okay i don't think this works um so one person basically working as editor the other working as writer and then, then yeah you get, then you get the real editors in the mix too so. right right yeah so that's that's basically how it works now now when you write something on your own is it like that or is it different is it come more organically uh yeah that one i mean it's all basically the same process for so for like any of my uh, solo stuff i usually um i i have uh i have composition notebooks um i have um 
Wait, I mean, like, just to show you, this is literally just sitting next to me on my table. <laughs> um, I have. Um, God damn! Oh my god! And that's <laughs> you know, you, 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 like a stack you, of fucking notebooks. You are keeping yeah. the notebook business in uh, in, in business. business, my friend. Dude, it's great. Every uh, <laughs> every back to school season, they all go on sale for for like. A <laughs> And you just stock up and then that's, you put pressure on yourself. You're like, okay, like now I have to fill these notebooks with something. Um, that's a whole other discussion. Though. That's fantastic. But yeah, basically I will, you know, I devote a notebook to every book I'm working on. And so I'll go, I'll sit down and I'll, I'll do one page. I'll do the left facing page. We'll all be roughly, okay, here's everything I need to do in this issue. Um, mm -hmm. And then the facing page, I'll do the page by page breakdown. Um, and then, yeah, then like once I feel like, once I nail the page by page breakdown, I feel like I'm pretty much ready to go. And then I just sit down and try and knock it out. Um, I've definitely gotten faster than when I started, but you know, there's some, uh, some scripts just like don't come easy. Um, and also I work really well with procrastination, like the pressure <laughs> of like, oh shit, this is due in like two days. Um, <laughs> it's really good inspiration for me. We are talking to uh, Christopher Sabella. You can find him on Twitter at Xtop. He is promoting his brand new Kickstarter, Short Order Crooks, which has about, uh, by the time this comes out, maybe seven days left. Get in on that now. There's some really great awards. <laughs> I mean, you've got some really great stuff here, man. And the book looks really great. How, how did this come together uh it's a thing that like been working on since 2010 maybe maybe it was more 2011 but basically yeah kelly sue deconic and i came up with the idea together and then um and then kelly sue got really super busy and so but i couldn't get rid of the idea i still really wanted to do it so at, after a certain point I remember going to her and being like, Hey, remember that thing at which we only called it Rockford taco truck. Uh, <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I kind of want to move ahead with Rockford taco truck. And she's like, you totally have my blessings. Like go for it. Um, so then, yeah. So then I started uh, figuring out how to do it and I pitched it uh, without, art to a publisher and their immediate response was like oh we're already doing a book about food trucks so really multiple yeah. food truck book that's interesting zeitgeist strikes yeah. again yeah who knew i guess um, what was that what was that john favreau movie that shit really took off and everybody wanted oh, to do yeah. yeah everyone's like let's do a food truck book yeah, yeah. <laughs> that all um, that movie did was make me want a cuban sandwich really bad i still haven't watched it especially like now that i've started working on this book i was like i don't want it's actually really good Oh no, I'm sure it is. And like, once I'm done, I can watch it. But like, I don't want that sneaking in. Yeah, no, I feel <laughs> no, you. On no, that. I don't blame you. I feel you on that. Now, tell uh, us, tell yeah. us what Short Order Crooks is about. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a crime comedy, uh, cooking comic, and it's all set in Portland. And Portland has a really big food cart scene, so that felt like a good fit. But it's also kind of a private eye story um and kind of a buddy cop story except our main character is this guy rockwell granger who's a chef and he like owns his own food cart he finally 
he's living out his dream, which was like, you know, I just want to like cook for a living and I want to own my own restaurant, but like he sucks at the customer service part of it. Okay. So, so he's not doing very well. And, <laughs> and besides like he, he basically borrowed all this money to buy his food truck and he owes all the money to these two loan sharks oh. um, who, who run, who run the Portland food truck scene, a food cart scene, and they kind of own all the best territory. And like, so if you're not in their territory, you can't, it's like gang wars basically. So except. yeah, it's like Scarface with food trucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. So, so yeah, our main character, he basically, the, his loan sharks uh, hire him. They'll say that they'll cut part of what he owes them off. If uh, he tracks down this rogue, a food truck pirate who's been <laughs> in their territory. Um, so he he ends up hooking up with this, uh, not hooking up in, in the biblical way, but hooking up with this uh, girl who breaks into his food truck. And so he hires her, and then basically they become like a, a detective team trying to try, and they're teaching each other how to cook and sort of learning how to get along. So it's... But like every issue will have somebody will be cooking something and like we'll have a recipe for it at the back of the book. That's awesome. Like, well, that's a really good idea. So Yeah, it's like there's a whole genre of it in uh, in manga. Like there's the cooking comics are, are a whole, you know, cottage industry. Interesting. So. I had no idea. I, I haven't I don't read manga normally, so I, I can't say that yeah, I Yeah, I've never actually read one, but I just, I'm glad I'm not alone. I felt bad for a second. I was like, no, oh, no. I'm honest, you know. No, you're fine. <clears throat> Sounds lovely. So I will be entertained and hopefully well fed now when it's over. Now, have you tested out the recipes yourself? Like, have you gone in and made these things, or are you just letting anybody make whatever the hell they want to? <laughs> that would be a good trick, but no. Um, I made I, rat poison. Damn it! I poisoned my family. It's like Minecraft with a food truck. I saw like yeah. stuff together. Okay, cool. This is a simple recipe. You just pour a bleach into. <laughs> I can't remember what it is, but uh, I made a bomb. <laughs> I'm on the FBI's most wanted list. Yeah, for the. <laughs> I have like rough ideas for for the first issue. I wrote the the recipe. I put it because. Uh, um, Harper, who's the uh, the female half of our team, she's a ve- she's a vegetarian, so um, so I had to think of it, and I'm not, so I had to. Think <laughs> of, what's a vegetarian meal I've made? But I did remember making this. Uh, it's like this pulled pork barbecue, except it's not pork. It's this thing called jackfruit. Okay, what is the jackfruit? Jackfruit is uh, it's a fruit that uh, oh jackfruit okay okay yeah like but you can only get it at like uh, at like Asian grocery stores and mm-hmm. it only comes in cans um, but yeah something about the texture of it is meat adjacent interesting oh, crazy you know what yeah. the, the thing is I like meat adjacent I went to college in uh, Richmond Virginia and they have a very big vegetarian scene and they used to have Chinese food that was meat adjacent and to be honest with you it was better than the actual meat itself so it was actually yeah, yeah. Panda Garden great stuff yeah I'm not I'm not opposed to uh, vegetables I just tend to like I'm really a fan of meat, so (laughs) I'm exploring a different side of myself with this book. So, So I mean, so you're growing as a creator and as a food connoisseur. So you're expanding your palate and your and your resumes. That's amazing. I'm becoming a better person. 
<laughs> a foodie is, and a comic lover. So, so what you're saying is if you don't fund this Kickstarter, you are preventing Christopher Sambella from becoming a better dude. And who wants that? I don't want that. We all want to become that on their head. Yeah. 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 You don't want that on your conscience. You need to put some money towards this guy. So it's very cool. You got some great rewards here. The art looks fantastic. Uh, Where did you hook up with the artist on this? Um, Her name is, I can't find it on the page because of my brain. uh, Well, the, the line artist is George Combatize. Okay. Colorist is Leslie Adlansky. Um, I've just known them both. Uh, George and I have been wanting to work together on something for a while. And I had a false start with short order crooks with another artist who like he did the first five pages and I liked them. But when it came time, because I couldn't find a publisher who was interested in it, I was like, we're going to have to, you know, go an alternate method. Like I had been talking about doing it as like a web comic. Um, I still wasn't quite sure how to do that, but uh, I was like, we'll find a way to make money on it. Like, I'm not sure how, but we'll find a way. Um, mm-hmm. But that didn't, and understandably, he was like, yeah, I, I don't know that I can bet on that. So, <laughs> that totally, that yeah. sounds like every pitch we that Bob and I give to artists now. We have no idea how we're going to make any money, but if uh, you trust us, wink, 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 we'll make some money. And uh, Yeah, no, I mean, that's, and that's what I ended up telling George. Like when I saw his, I don't know, when I, I, I knew I had, you know, these first five pages, or six pages already written for short order crooks. And I was like, what if I just gave them to George? I was like, that would be such a different book. Like, cause George's art is so like light and upbeat and a lot of this story is just about, you know, like people being sad about like their place in life and like kind of failing at, at the things they love, they ostensibly love to do. So, um, but having George draw, it was like, oh, this instantly everything looks a little bit better. <laughs> That's awesome. And so, it's yeah, cool. and, and Leslie's a local colorist and she assisted us on, high crimes and I've been trying to get her on an actual comic. So uh, it's been a couple of years in the making. That's great. And it's cool to hear that, you know, because so, so much of this industry is a grind for people that are just starting out. And it's good to hear that it's not good to hear, but it's kind of refreshing to hear that, Hey, no matter where you are in your career, no matter how big your bibliography may be, like everyone still kind of goes through the same thing and you just got to keep doing what you're doing and keep doing what you believe in. That's very, I think that's a nice thing to hear because you said you've been working on this since 2011. That's a long time, man, but you, you want to get it done and you want to see it through. And that's really awesome. So congratulations hopefully yeah. but I, I think it'll work out i got a good feeling yeah it's also nice to know the hustle the same everywhere so it, it's nice to know that, yeah that, that, that like when we, when we struggle along as beginning creators that we we can see guys like chris sabella that he also has the same struggles we do that's that's also very inspiring oh yeah i feel like unless you're at you know like a brian k vaughn level like you're all uh, everybody out there is struggling like some people hide it better i'm very open about it <laughs> i try to you know be pretty public about like oh yeah shit is fucked and <laughs> uh there's a lot of creators who just like don't you know don't do that but uh i saw but, the other yeah. d- i saw the other day on twitter um you woke up and you were like hey my pitch got accepted that's awesome. I should just go back to bed. And I was like, that's still so cool to me that, that, like I said, your bibliography as big as it is, is you still get that feeling. Like you still oh, yeah. like, yeah, you know, 
<laughs> no, yeah, every pitch is like, you know, it's like I, I I'm I'm waiting to hear back on a pitch I sent to an editor like two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago now, and it's, you know, all I can think is like, this would be such a cool book, like, and you should want to do it, but, you know, you can't, that same editor, uh, like, shot down a pitch I sent them, like, uh, a couple of weeks before that, so it's, you know, that's why I'm trying to do like Kickstarter stuff is like, you know, it's also just like, I want to make as many books as I humanly can and trying to find new ways to pay for this stuff. Yeah. It's like, totally. well, it, like Kickstarter is no longer like a weird anomaly. It's now like part of the industry and it's, you know, a thing that most people are familiar with. So why not find it? I, it was just mostly like, I, I need to do it sooner than later. If only to find out like, Oh, this is not viable for me, and I should not pursue this at all. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, explain pitching because uh, we know what it is, but people who listen to the pod may not understand how that works in comics. Because I think, I think the vast comics reading uh, audience thinks that you just get handed books, uh, and 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 that's not the case. So I, I would rather a, a pro explain pitching. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the, the majority of pitching that I've done has been on creator-owned books, so I've done some pitching at the big two, which is different, which is more what you described, where they basically, they are bringing you something and are like, you know, write us a pitch, and like, you'll be up against, they never tell you how many other people, but it's Ooh. always just like, um yeah do you want to pitch on this so for creator own stuff it's a bit different because you're basically you have to sell an editor not just an editor but also you know like their boss and i mean you have to sell a whole publishing team that on your idea so uh the way i do it i do it pretty i i've worked so dc has like kind of a a template and vertigo has a template and black mask has a template um and at some point i want to like sit down and work out a new pitch but the the one i do is the one i learned from jason aaron which is uh it's a three point thing and you put uh so you put the uh the concept at the top and that's one section and basically you know, in like a paragraph, you're explaining like, here's the world I'm building. Like here's in grand, if you know, it's the elevator pitch. It's yeah. You only had two minutes to sell somebody on your book. This is what it is. Um, and then, then there's the story and that's the biggest section. Um, and that's basically where you spell out like, you know, um, this is a story about so-and-so starts here. Um, here's where I see it going. Um, here, are, you know, other important characters and stuff like that. And then I always, uh, and then the third part is the hook where you're sort of, then you have to get into a marketing mindset and you have to figure out like, and it, and a lot of it always comes down to, it's like, blah, blah meets blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, because that's just like the easiest language yeah. for everyone to under understand. But, you know, I also use that to sort of say like, you know, uh, uh, people who like the the show Hannibal might like this, or you know, um, here's some of the genres that I'm smashing together. Um, okay, it gives you kind of it gives the the person who's reading the pitch kind of a frame of reference. Yeah, like how here's how I plan on approaching it. Okay, 
And yeah, like, I mean, the trick, the hardest part of a pitch is you're supposed to get it. It's supposed to be one sheet. Like they're supposed to just be able to print out one page and like, and I, I am too, I'm too wordy of a writer. I still can't <laughs> like, I, I've learned to like shift fonts. It's like being back in <laughs> high school. It's like, well, this, this paper needs to be seven pages and it's like, okay, well, like I'm going to dial up the margins. Uh, <laughs> the Fonts going big. So except in reverse, it's just like, yeah, everything you have to go over it over and over. Um, and keep trimming anything that's non-essential and make sure that anything that's super critical is in there. And I think like the pitch that just got shot down, I think I screwed up because I didn't put this one element in it that I think really would have made it feel like a different book to them. Um, So it's just a learning process. You just, you know, I still suck at pitching. Because it's all because at the same time too, it's a whole different skill set. Like you can oh, yeah. write, you can write a great script. You can write, you know, wonderful pages of dialogue and panel descriptions. But at the end of the day, you're almost like a salesman. Like you're you're writing a sales pitch. Uh-huh. Right. So, and I've heard of uh, pros that actually hire people to write pitches for them. That's crazy. I mean, more power to them. I mean, if I could afford it, I'd fucking do that. <laughs> but, you know, I have to like letter my own books. I can't fucking outsource. <laughs> and I feel like you have to, you know, you have to just like slog through it. And at some point you, I don't, I don't know that I'm good at pitches now, but I feel like I'm a little bit better than I was. I hit this wall somewhere in uh, February um and it coincided with like a big depressive streak but basically i had like all these pitches that were all about 70 percent done but i'd just not taken them the 30 percent um for what it, it was just getting put off by like you know um working on injustice ground zero and stuff like that uh so finally i was just like i was so depressed and i was just like you know what i'm just gonna write my way out of it i'm gonna take from Friday to whenever I pass out on Sunday, I'm just going to write pitches. And I wrote five, I like five pitches that weekend. Um, And like so far I've sold, uh, I think two of them. Um, That's almost half, man. That's great. Yeah. And a third one, we're going to pitch the image a fourth. I'm still waiting to hear on. And Yeah. Um, that's great man so i mean it's just you know and i don't know that i'm i still get terrified about having to sit down and write pitches but i don't know um it it can be scary it can't be scary and like you said earlier this is a failure business i mean most most of the time you're gonna fail and you're gonna fail miserably and like with a kickstarter there's chances you could fail publicly, publicly yeah. and, and and failure casts a long shadow man like sometimes it really does so mm-hmm. you, know, you just gotta kind of fucking sack up and do it and you're doing it man and i'm i'm really happy for you uh hopefully all your pitches land and uh, hopefully this kickstarter gets funded uh it's on kickstarter right now they've got about maybe seven probably seven days by the time this comes out so you so by then you'll be you'll be posting stretch goals and all kinds so of we got our yeah we got our stretch goals and they're nice. like locked in so like yeah ultimately like we need twenty four thousand to pay everybody uh, but 
this way, at least, like, the art team gets paid. I'm going to make no money. Like, at some point, I will see a dollar from this. But, like, this is all free work for me. Um, but, you know, that's what you have to do uh, if you want to get a book made sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And you've got some great reward tiers on here. You've got some, uh, some what, some variant covers from some nice people. Uh, a friend of mine, Brian Level, is doing a, a cover for you. So that's pretty cool. Brian's a good dude. How'd you hook up with, how'd you hook up with Brian? Uh, Brian and I have been buddies for a while. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Like, I think we'd gotten to know each other on Twitter. I mean, not I think we did um but <laughs> he like dm'd me this is a couple of years ago he dm'd me he's like hey like me and my wife are coming to portland for a couple of days uh do you want to hang out and I was like yeah sure uh and then like a couple of days later he like dms me he's like okay well like here's the airbnb we're staying at like and I'll be pre- I'll be free after like 11 p.m. so I go to pick him up and like he comes out gets in my car and i'm like hey and he's like hey and then i'm like have we ever actually met before <laughs> and he's like no we haven't and i was just like oh okay like but yeah it was just like we felt that na- i felt natural enough with him that i hadn't realized that i was like oh i've never actually met this dude <laughs> and, and, anybody getting in my car and here he is and brian is i mean for those of you that don't know brian like he's a tattoo artist he's covered in tattoos from head to toe like if you saw him coming at you on a dark street you'd probably walk to the other side so i mean like you know brian's a he could be a scary looking cat and you guys just hit it off that's <laughs> awesome yeah and then i, I yeah I, I got lucky and when i did my suicide squad story at dc uh, i asked if i could pitch an artist and they were like sure and i asked if brian could do it because he'd been he'd been doing some work at dc but not like full full issues so and luckily they loved this stuff like i love this stuff so we got to do 40 pages of killer croc that's awesome yeah that's awesome yeah brian's good people man and you and you know what this i think is the first time you, we've actually met but you seem like a good dude and you know what we're rooting for you and thank you we, we appreciate you coming on if you want to get in on this kickstarter just go to kickstarter search um short order crooks 120 page original graphic novel could be yours um, it looks fantastic, and we and wish- from the Kickstarter it looks like you can get his other works too. Yeah, dude, you can get all kind. Of, you're giving it all away, my friend. Um, yeah, like we have a brand new comic that Jonathan Brandon Sawyer and I have been working on for the last two years. Uh, that's debuting physically at Heroes, but like people can snag. Uh, the I've first seen comic. that. What is that called? The guy with the, mo- the on the motorcycle with the bats behind him and stuff like that. That looks uh, dope. Yeah, it's called Running Blood. Oh wow! No, what's that about? What's about? Yeah. Uh, I it's uh I'm not gonna say yeah <laughs> yeah for that one I'm not really I don't know I feel like Jonathan's art is beautiful enough that I don't even have to pitch that book. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, all I have to do is like show someone the cover and just like look at this. Like, of course you want to give us money for this. <laughs> I mean, uh, dude, when I saw the cover, I was like, I'd buy that. Like, that looks yeah, awesome. You know. Yeah. Uh, I think the cover really does its job. But basically, it's it's uh, Jonathan and I um, doing uh, like a – it's our version of Thelma and Louise, I guess, uh, but with Lucha masks and uh, fast cars. It's also like a grindhouse movie. Um, I don't awesome. know. Yeah, we just kind of like went for it. And 
the, the whole premise is kind of based on a joke um, that we came up with at Heroes like two years ago. Uh, so yeah, and somehow we we've turned it into an actual comic. So there you go. that's awesome. Yeah, uh, you want to you want to give anybody your con schedule? Where are you going to be at this summer? You mentioned Heroes. I know you're going to be there. Where where else are you appearing? Uh, I think that's basically it. Um, I might go to Baltimore. I'm I'm possibly moving across the country, so I'm not that's- really scheduled myself too heavily. I've heard rumors, rumblings, if you will, that you might be moving to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Why Kentucky? I live in Cincinnati and I never go to Kentucky only if I have to. <laughs> and there's no reason to go to Kentucky. Why? <laughs> guys, you can buy a house in Ludlow, Kentucky for $40,000. You've been talking to fucking level because he lives in Ludlow. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I went and stayed with him and we were out on his porch first day I was there. And the house next to his had a for sale sign. And jokingly, I was like, what if I bought that house, moved in right next to you? He's like, you know how much they want for that house? $60,000. He's like, and you can rent out, like, it's a two-family house, so you can rent out the top and use that money to pay your mortgage. Brian Level is like the unofficial mayor of Ludlow, Kentucky. He just tries to get all of his his friends to move there. Look, I'm just going to tell you this. I live in Cincinnati. I lived in Kentucky for a year. Just go across the river. It's a little more expensive, but at least you can say you live in Ohio. That's all I'm saying. I don't, like, (laughs) I'm at the point where I don't give a shit where I live. Like, I live, I live in Portland, which, like, when I got here was still, like, a rat town. And in the six years that I've lived here has gotten a TV show and like my rent has like almost tripled. It's bullshit. Like I want (laughs) to live in a fucking nowhere town. Like I want to be able to own my house without having to like, like I will be paying one fifth of my rent in my mortgage. I will, I will, I will play devil's advocate to Bob and say, I live in the middle of nowhere. And when I say, to get to my house, I was telling like a guy that that we know, Drew. I was telling him, I was like, take a left at the cornfield, and he said he got here and he was like, he's like, man, I thought you were just like, because you always joke, <laughs> I thought you were fucking with me when you should take a left at the. I was like, no, I was being completely honest when I said take a left at the cornfield. So, um, so if an alien abduction happens to me or something, that's likely where I live. Like you know, they like they, they they tend to only abduct like yokels, so like sure, that. Sure. So it could it could happen. The beard yeah. kind of like gets some, you know, like so the aliens are attracted to beards, I guess. I don't know. So that could happen. Uh, uh, but living in the middle of nowhere has its benefits. Yeah, yeah but- no, I'm totally – and I have the kind of job where I don't have to stay here, so. It's true. <laughs> that is true. And, I'm, just, and I'm just saying. I know. Don't I know, let that but- level charm get you, buddy. <laughs> but that's, that's the other thing is like if you're only paying 40 grand for a house, like – if you want to leave, it's not that much of a like albatross on you. Not as much as like, oh, I paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for this oh, house. Like, all right. And Bobby like, wants other cool comic dudes to hang out with. That's why. Well, he- I mean, Ludlow's right across the river. I can get there in ten. Yeah. Minutes. It's just. Oh, really? It's just okay. the, in my mind. It's just the stigma of living in Kentucky. That's all. Dude, I, mean- I drove through Cincinnati like last. <laughs> summer and like you don't have a shit ton to crow about look like, look all i'm saying is Rand paul ain't my representative brother 
<laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, Cincinnati is like, there's a lot that I liked about it, but also, like, there's a lot of sort of garbagey stuff oh, no, going on totally. in that. Yeah. No, Cincinnati yeah. is, there, there are places that are quite frightening. Uh, but again, no, it's just, it's just the stigma because it ate Kentucky, bro. That's the coolest. That's kind of why I love it. Because, like, never <laughs> in like, my, my most like stoned fantasy would I ever have written a narrative where, like, oh, and then I moved to Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, when, when my wife and family first moved here, there were days where I would just look out because in the wintertime, I'm sure Portland gets the same way. Uh, it's just gray. Like the gray just hangs in the river valley and you don't yeah. see, you don't see the sun for like four months. I love that. And yeah. it's cold and it's dreary and it's awful. And I'm just thinking, I like that too. Actually. No, I, how the fuck did I end up here, man? Like where did it all go wrong? I'm in fucking Kentucky, but it worked out. You know? Yeah, no, like, and this is me doing things right. This is me being responsible. It's like I am moving way uh, away from an unhealthy situation that is Portland. To, and, to, yeah, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start my own Portland. Like, I'm gonna just convince people. I'm gonna like, start my own Portland. <laughs> hey yeah. man, if, if the house next to you comes up for sale and you don't mind little kids, man, let me know. I'll, I'll be, I'll be right That's there. Fine. Well, that won't be far from Bobby either, so that'll be yeah. good. But like the coolest thing, drug he... smoke and loud music. <laughs> All right, then, so here then we'll get along fine. If, what's the name of your town going to be then? I mean, if you're coming up with your own Portland, you got to come up with a cool name. That's part of it. No, but Portland doesn't have a cool. <laughs> Portland's like... kind of a cool name. They have the Trailblazers, which is nice, you know. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> That's all I know about Portland is the Trailblazers. Yeah, but like the, the Portland is like yeah, Stumptown. I guess we have Rip Stumptown. City. So. <laughs> we have Stumptown. Yeah, we yeah, have Stumptown. I yeah, I don't know. Once I get to Kentucky, then I'll figure it out. All right. All right. Uh, but the coolest, the, I have to tell you, the coolest Cincinnati story was one day Bob texts me and he's like, there's a fucking coyote in my yes. neighborhood yard. Coyote in my neighborhood. which is And I was like, pretty awesome. I live in the fucking woods and we don't have coyotes. Like I've seen a fox, like that's as big as the canines get. And he's like, no, it's a fucking coyote. He coyote. takes a picture. He's like, that's a fucking awesome. coyote. I, I named like, it. That's, oh, we we have a lot of those in Portland. Coyotes? I've seen more than my fair share of coyotes just like driving home at night. Yeah, it's sad. There's a coyote in the middle of the road and yep. he like does not give a fuck about you. No, but he's gonna, <laughs> and, he's, and he's probably going to eat your neighbor's dog. <laughs> So there you go. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really, really appreciate it. Anytime you want to come back and promote other things or Hey, even if when you move to Kentucky, we can be best fucking friends. Sure. That'd be awesome. All right. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Abella, thank you so much, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right, that was Chris Sabella. What a great job. What a great dude. What a fantastic guy. And check out his Kickstarter. It's on Kickstarter right now. Just search Kickstarter for uh, Short Order Crooks. Give him a couple bucks and you can get a 120-page graphic novel. That's really great. And I was telling Kevin before I hit record again that it's, it's, it's really refreshing in, in kind of a weird way because I tend to not – I guess I do. I tend to get down when projects aren't aren't moving along fast enough. And to hear him say that he's been working on books for since like 2011 and they're just starting to kind of come to fruition. It's very, it's very nice to hear, to hear that no matter where you are, everyone goes through the same bullshit and you just got to keep pushing and keep, and keep working and keep writing. So that was really great to hear. So it was really good to know that like when, like, cause you, I wouldn't say you get down cause 
when when I get the text, I get impatient. I, I just get impatient. That's a better way to put it. You're like, you're like, man, fuck. I wish this was going faster. And I'm like, no, I get it. Though comics move slow, and you're like, yeah, but I want it to move faster. And I get that. It's like I'm a seven year old, but I want it now. Now, but it's nice <laughs> yeah. to. But it, it gives you a different kind of perspective on 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 the business because it's I the mean, long game, sir, is, not the short game. It is the long. It's a marathon, but fuck, it's a long marathon. But again, he's been working on these books, and, and to hear him talk about like, well, I was working on this with Kelly Sue, and then she got super busy, which has happened to us with people. And like, you just gotta you gotta That's keep true. you gotta keep fucking grinding and keep working, and it just happens to everybody on every level. So it was just nice to hear. I, I really enjoyed that. That was really great. It was, it's it's refreshing to know that no matter where you are in comics, there you are. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and like you said, unless you're Brian K. Vaughn writing fucking or Brian Michael Bendis yeah. or something like that, you you're not you're you're in better places in comics than than all of us are. And uh, it's also nice to know that, that when you have a pro like Chris Sabella tell you, like, hey man, I get down about this stuff too then that makes you feel all that much better about uh, like your crappy pitch. Yeah, <laughs> right. You're trying to write, you know, like I'm not getting my pitches accepted by editors. I'm like, Oh, well, he's not the only one. <laughs> so that's good, man. It's, it's good to know. And, and I don't mean good to know in a bad way. It's good to know that like he keeps trying. So you too should keep trying to get your pictures up. Exactly. Exactly. And again, what a great dude. I'm emailing him right now. If you heard the banging on the keyboard, that was me. I uh, just tell him like, that was a fantastic interview. I'm really happy we had him on. And, uh, and yeah, man, I guess that's a great place to end, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's Thanks again for listening to word bros. Yeah. Let's wrap this puppy up. We'll talk to you guys next Wednesday. I believe we're having um, the editor in chief of Alterna comics on Peter um, Samedi. Peter Samedi. And we're also having the writer and creator of the amazing age. Matthew David Smith. He's the writer and creator of amazing age. Uh, Alterna is doing some really great things over there with their newsprint books. So we wanted to have those dudes on and have kind of like an Alterna comics day. So that's going to be really exciting. So it'll be awesome. Yes. So thank you again for listening to word bros and we are the word bros and we are out word bros. <laughs> <laughs> You just ran with that exit, huh? I did. You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast, thewordbros.com.